Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, disappointing, obviously, is an understatement. Padres lose the Cubs in the opener of a four-game series at Petco 2-1. Uh, for, for better or for worse, you have just me, just me here tonight as the Padres lose the Cubs 2-1. That is my coughing dog in the background um, to start off the wrap-up show here. Uh, if you're here, please subscribe. We're going to get into it over the next hour. Please subscribe here on Padres content. Smash the like button for us. You can follow us on Twitter as well, at John Schaefer. Uh, we appreciate the support with the Super Chats. Um, just click the dollar sign below the chat box. Really do appreciate it. Uh, we'll get to all of the Supers, obviously, here tonight. Apologize, by the way, for not being here last night. Wasn't feeling exactly 100%. And, you know, Jim, uh, who the hell knows what Jim was doing last night. So we'll get to all the Supers. Appreciate the memberships as well. Just click the Join button down below if you'd like to become a member. Um you know, there's a lot to, to start here with, obviously. I mean, there's a lot of places you could take this. But at the end of the day, this is the worst team at home in the National League. San Diego Padres, who draw 40,000 fans per game, who sell out, you know, every single one of their home games basically this year, are the worst team at home in the National League. So that's inexcusable. Uh, you're facing a guy with an 8-plus ERA this year in James Tyon, and he carves you up. Cubs bullpen has been awful, especially recently. You do absolutely nothing against the, the bullpen. Um, you have a gifted situation in the eighth inning. You lose Odor, first and second, nobody out, and you can't cash in, trailing by a run. And that has just summarized this entire season. And you're five games under 500 again. And, you know, it's like you're, it's a step forward, two steps back, and you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, where it's like you're eight and a half games out. And you're not trailing one team by eight and a half games. You're trailing two, two teams by eight and a half games, the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks in uh, the National League West. But at this point, you can't even worry about the division. you got to find a way um, to somehow get back towards 500. So, you know, Waka has been so good. He battled. For him to walk as many batters as he did tonight, I think it was five. The leadoff walks, very surprising. That's not the pitcher that he is. I, he was fine, though. I mean, yeah, he goes five innings. Yeah, he throws a lot of pitches, but – you got to be able to support him better than they did. You got to pick him up when he has an outing that isn't pristine or perfect, right? You can't go six innings of one run baseball every time or seven innings of one run baseball every single time. I mean, two runs in five innings, 
you should be able to score two runs against the Chicago Cubs, who are one of the worst road teams in baseball. They came in at 9-15. and 15. So it's just incredibly frustrating. I want to hear from Padres fans tonight. Uh, as they lose the Cubs 2-1, John Schiffer with you on the wrap-up show. Please subscribe. Thank you for the Supers. It's a Friday night. I will get to all of them. If you're here on replay, thank you for the Super. Thanks as well. All right, so let's get to some of these Super Chats that are rolling in. Um, and we'll begin with a longtime viewer and um, supporter of the channel, Juan Soto Walks. Thank you. Juan Soto Walks for the Super. He says, how much longer will Peter put up with the worst offense in the National League considering the payroll? From a Peter Seidler perspective, I don't know what options you have. He's invested. I mean, they've already made the most investments as they've made in the history of the franchise, and they're long-term investments. These aren't one-year deals. Yeah, I mean, you can make small changes with, like, the Nelson Cruises of the world, but with the Bogarts, Tatis, Soto, Machado, Cronenworth, five-ninths of your lineup, that's what you got. With the Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, that's what you got. Um you know, I mean, there, there's some changes you can make. By and large, the starting pitching has been good. The bullpen's been good. The offense has left a lot to be desired, although had played better for 10 days, but again, cannot figure out Petco Park for the life of them. What are we going to blame it on today? It's 70 degrees and sunny today. We're going to blame it on what? The marine layer? We can't do that. We're going to, we got to stop with that. They just can't win at home right now. 10 and 16. I said it today. On John and Jim, there's no example in the history of baseball of a good baseball team that wasn't good at home. None. Zero. There's no World Series caliber team that wasn't good at home. Not only are they not good at home, they're bad at home. They're the worst team at home in the National League. So, yeah, a year ago, they weren't great at home, but they went 44 and 37. There was a long way to get there from 10 and 16 to 44 and 37. I'll tell you that right now. So I don't know what options Peter Seidler has. I mean, I, none of this is on Peter Seidler. I mean... None of it. Um, and I don't know what Peter Sadler can do in the middle of a season when you're months away from a trade deadline and you have very little available to you in your system that's going to make any real discernible difference. I really don't know. Cam, what's going on, man? Good to have you back in the chat. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you for your membership. Thank you for your super as well. He says, uh, embarrassing, Odor hurt, uh, and we're cursed. How much longer will our pitching hold off with so much pressure not to give up runs since we can't score? He says, so pissed. Um, listen, I mean, a lot of what you're saying here, it, it was embarrassing, you know, and not that one game makes a season, but we say this routinely. We're saying this day in and day out. Um, the Odor thing could be significant. It's a groin, I think, according to Bob Melvin postgame. That's not the best, you know, news to get. A groin can be like an ab, like right, like a oblique. It can be problematic. It can take time. I don't know the extent of it. I'm sure there's different grades to it. I don't know if it's a day or a week or a month, but it's definitely a concern, especially with someone that's been producing for the last couple of weeks. I mean, I'm with you on the pitching. I think I heard earlier today or I read earlier today, this is the, the Padres had the best team ERA in baseball in May, and they went something like 10 and 16. They had the best team ERA in baseball and couldn't win. You can't expect them the best team ERA in baseball every month. So, yeah, your pitching is going to give a little bit back. Your offense has to be much more consistent, especially at home. It is as simple as that. And, yes, of course, we're going to get into the dynamics that played out in the eighth inning. I mean, it's more than just, hey, be better on offense. You need to come through on those spots. Um, so we're going to talk about that as well. But, Cam, I mean, it is frustrating. If you're a Padres fan and you're spending your hard-earned money, you're spending your time, you're investing everything in this team, and they're performing like this for months, that's frustrating. You know, it, it is frustrating. I don't know what you can do about it other than hope that it turns around, but I'm with you. It's incredibly frustrating. 
Jim, what's going on? Thanks for hanging out, even though you're not here. Uh, this is the AI edition of Jim Russell. Thank you for uh, the super. He says, do we keep the faith? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the point in the season where you just you know jump ship. It's certainly not that point, but it's also not the point in the season where you say, well, it's explainable. Well, it's early. Um, well, they have plenty of time to turn it around. I mean, the, the, the margin's getting thinner. Yes, everyone makes the playoffs. Or three teams in the National League that don't win divisions are going to make the playoffs. Yes, they're, I don't know what they are out of the playoffs right now. It's not more than three and a half games. Oh, look, it is three and a half games. And there's only two teams that separate them from one of those spots. Uh, that's actually not right because there's a number of teams that are three and a half games in front of them. I mean, you have some work to do. Three and a half games, of course, can be made up. It could be made up in an eight-day stretch. You go seven and one. Some teams fall back. You're all of a sudden within a game or a half game. But when have they showed us they're capable of going seven and one? So, yeah, you're three and a half games out of a playoff spot. Like I've said a lot, you don't want to fall eight or nine under, and you don't want to fall five or six games out of the last wild card spot with four or five teams, um, you know, separating you. You don't want to do that. It's not that you can't overcome it, but you don't want to do that. Right now, it's a little bit of the danger zone. You're five under 500. You're not eight, but you're five. You got to avoid getting much further. Um, under 500 in this, and you've got to avoid falling much further than three and a half games out of a wild card spot. Yeah, there's a hundred something games left. So sure, you could fall four and a half out. Sure, you could fall five and a half out. But the six and a half, seven and a half from a wild card with three, four, five teams in front of you, you're asking for a world of trouble. Um, but would I keep the faith at this point? Yeah, it's June 2nd. It's June 2nd. There is time. And, you know, we'll say that until we're blue in the face, our line that we use constantly. But if not June, then when? When you look at the schedule, if not June, then when? And this becomes this is going to be a hard series to win now if you drop game one and you need to win the next three to win the series. It's going to be a very hard series, obviously, to win. Uh, Vector53, thank you for the super. He says, Pod's way to make mid-pitcher Cy Young himself. I mean, the tie-on thing is a joke. It really is. You had a feeling, obviously. It's Petco Park. It's the first game of a homestand. Um, you know, everything in the world would lead you to believe that they should be able to hit this guy who came in with an – ERA over eight, he goes five and two third innings, the last three hits and one run, doesn't walk a batter and strikes out three. He was the better of the starting pitchers tonight. And then their bullpen had to go to the final three and a third innings, and they were more than effective. I mean, they allowed a hit. Their bullpen, which has been awful recently, terrible, allowed a hit in three and a third innings. And they made it easy. I, I, easy is the wrong word, but they didn't put much pressure on the Cubs, and they had two on nobody out there in the eighth inning. And immediately, Xander Bogarts rolls over into a 5-4-3 double play, and then Tatis strikes out with a runner third and two outs. And we'll get into the particulars of that spot. Um, we'll definitely do that. Thank you again, Vector53. Thank you, Michael, Michael Pescador, for uh, your super chat. Appreciate it. Um, even the dog is barking about the Padres uh, losing. Yeah, he, he's actually coughing. He's got, like, heart disease or, like, I don't know what's going on. It's been a very challenging few days. Um by the way, I need to drink something. June Shine, thank you for your support of this channel. Thank you uh, for those that have checked them out. Awesome tasting room. Make sure to check it out. Google it. Find them. They're open this weekend. Great spot. If you're looking for a fun place to chill, really great spot. Check out our friends over at June Shine. Uh, Michael, thank you seriously for your support of the channel and the super. Um, thanks, guys. If you're here as you make your way in, Padres lose 2-1 to the Cubs. We're discussing your frustrations, our collective frustrations, what went wrong, and how they can get this thing fixed, specifically at Petco Park. So please subscribe. I think we're about 20 subscribers away from 4,800. So if you have the ability, to just click that subscribe button. If you're a Padres fan, we really do appreciate it. Thank you for the supers. Just click the dollar sign. 
below the chat box. Uh, Patman0074, thank you for your super. He says, we were better without Manny, and now we're stuck with him. Hate watching his ABs, which is amazing to say after last year. Listen, one game. I know it's been one bad start for Manny Machado, but to miss two weeks, to break his hand, you know, I didn't have crazy expectations for tonight. I was hopeful. I'm very hopeful for the second half of the season with Machado. I think they will need him to play comparably to the way he played for most of last year for them to really get going. Oh, for four, two Ks is, is not ideal. I mean, his OPS is down to 639. Like to put in comparison or perspective, it's way below Trent Grisham's. It's below Matt Carpenter's, right? It's well below Rugnet Odor. He's really struggled. He's been one of the worst offensive players in the National League. That's how bad he's been. 639 uh, OPS, on-base plus slugging. This guy could be in the 900 range. He's at 639, so he's just a complete shell of himself. Hopefully the two weeks allows him to get healthier in other areas and hopefully that hand has either fully healed or will heal in short order and they just need to find the player i think he had some quotes earlier today saying hey listen he was watching some of his um ab's from 2022 and he feels like he's in that same spot in terms of how he looks in the batter's box like his swing looks comparable to 2022 so if nothing else i think that's encouraging in the medium term and long term in the short term like today tomorrow the next day i don't know i what he's going to look like. I mean, I have no idea. He wasn't good. Um, top of this lineup. Again, you had the double play from Bogarts and then the the Tati strikeout, you know? So, um, yeah, it wasn't great. It just, it was not great. Um, all right, back to the Super Joshua. Thank you, man, for hanging out. Uh, he says, Alfaro opted out of his contract just saying. I mean, you got Sanchez. Right, you want to get Sanchez and Alfaro? I understand the point. I mean, <laughs> Alfaro had some big moments for the Padres. They could use a clutch hit, couldn't they? They could absolutely use a clutch hit, especially at home. Um, it's not a good spot, obviously, with the catching situation for the Padres. Sanchez obviously has had a couple of really important days or a couple of really you know impressive abs in Miami. We'll see if he can continue that. Um, he's going to get the playing time if Nola can't hit and Nola hasn't been able to hit. So Sanchez is getting time. I would guess the ship has sailed in Alfaro. I, I kind of get the sentiment. I do that like, hey, this guy had something about him, had a little bit of an it factor. Yeah, he's not going to hit 300. Yeah, he's not going to get on base 40% of the time, but he came through, came through a few times, right? Seemed to be a guy that certainly um, players gravitated towards, right? Had that something magnetic about him. So there's something there, but it's June. They just signed Sanchez. You know, I don't see it. You don't have to follow up, by the way, with another Super Joshua. That's very kind. Um, really appreciate you hanging out. Thank you for that. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Jared, what's going on, man? Thank you for uh, being a mod, and thank you for the membership, and thank you for the Super. He says, let's stop relying on, what is this, team bot hidden coordinators? Um, yeah, I mean, I know this has been a point of consternation or a point of discussion, obviously, with Padres fans. And I do understand it because you're watching this day in and day out especially at home when you're seeing a team that, you know, lacks offensive fortitude. Truth is they had 15 home runs in the nine-game road trip. Truth is they averaged over six runs per game over the last 10 games coming in. Truth is, two of the last three games, they've looked anemic on offense. The middle game in Miami tonight against the Cubs. Let's see how the rest of the series plays out. Let's see how this homestand plays out. You can't, you can't play like this on offense for the next five days. That's inexcusable. 
can you do it for a day, but still find a way to go four and two on this homestand? I hope so. They got to go four and one now in the next five games to do that. I will, you know, we can look the other way if they can play consistently well, but they're not. I mean, even on the road trip, yeah, they hit, but they went five and four. So they're five and five in their last 10 games. That's, that's not putting themselves in a position to make up any of the ground that they've lost in the first two months. So you can, you can live with it if it's something you're seeing as an aberration. This is not an aberration. This is every night at Petco Park. It has not been every night on the road, if we're being honest. It has been every night at Petco Park. I don't think it's hitting coach-related, Jared. I don't. I just don't. Um, Bogart's 280. Tatis, 340. Soto, he's going to earn 400-plus. Machado, 350. Cronenworth, 80. These guys got to be able to be held accountable for their own performances. It's not on who they are working with from a coordinator perspective. It is on them to get ready. Sure, the organization relays information. It's then on them to be able to, you know, perform in those circumstances. I really do believe that. All right, let me get back to these supers that are rolling in. Uh, General Ripper, thank you for your generous super. And again, guys, if you want to make sure I get your comment, I can't even see the comments tonight because uh, it's a one-man band. So I can't see them, but they're flying in. So if you want to make sure I see your comment, if you want to support the work we're doing here on this Friday night, please consider a super chat by clicking the dollar sign below the chat box. And again, if you're here trying to get to 4,800 subscribers tonight, that'd be awesome. Uh, considering the loss, really do appreciate it. If you hit that subscribe button, I know a few of you have already done that here tonight. Would appreciate it if you did it, whether you're here live or on replay. Um, okay. So General Ripper, thank you. He says he's visiting San Diego for the first time in 15 years. Uh, he's going to the Angels game instead. This team is terrible, and the big contracts will hamper this team for years. I wish Odor's effort was contagious. Uh, General Ripper, I understand what you're saying. I, I get that frustration. I, I Listen, I've been down at Petco Park um, every Friday home game this year, and there's this feeling of like, oh, my gosh, there's tens of thousands of Padres fans. They're so excited. You got families. You have all, every generation, you got, you know, grandparents and you got children and you got parents and everyone's wearing City Connect and jerseys and hats and T-shirts and everyone is pulling in the same direction except the club. And it's incredibly frustrating to the point where you like want to pull your hair out. It's so crazy. It's one thing to have a bad homestand. It's one thing to have a bad series. It's, not, it's one thing to have a bad night. To have a bad two months at home makes no sense. I mean, the, I, it's almost like the team is going in the opposite direction because they just can't handle the pressure of playing in front of such large, boisterous crowds. It makes no sense, though. That just doesn't make sense. This isn't Game 7 of the World Series. You play 80-something times at home. Like, get over the nerves and the anxiety and the expectations and just go out and perform. It's June. Um, and I'm with you on Odor. He's looked good. And to lose him would be a significant loss. We would have laughed at that a month ago, but right now with their... Lack of clutch hitting it is clutch of a hit as the Padres have had this year. And without that hit, we'd be talking more about how they're more than five games under 500, if not for that two-out home run from Odor on the road trip. So hopefully it's nothing crazy long. I haven't seen the latest other than the fact that it's a groin. I don't know the extent of it. I don't know if the Padres know. But the groins are tough. I mean, that can that can take time. And again, I don't know if it's, if it's a day or two or if it's a, a month or two. But it, it could be either, to be honest with you. Um, I'm seeing a quote here from Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, from my coworker at San Diego Sports 760, Marty Caswell, great reporter. Has a great channel as well, by the way, on YouTube. But uh, Fernando Tatis saying, I don't know if the baseball gods are punishing us, but damn, 
I don't know if he's speaking to the Odor situation or the eighth inning or not hitting at home or maybe a combination of all of it. Um, by the way, Odor is a left groin strain. And Melvin said, with an IL stint expected. So, see you in a couple of weeks, best case. Um, and Melvin said he gives us length in the lineup, has been great for us. So, if you lose him for a significant period of time, it's going to hurt. And by the way, now you have lost him for a significant period of time. you got to get back into the swing of things. You're a different player coming off an injury, not facing live pitching for 10 days, right? I mean, you've kind of lost some of what he had going. Um, so I don't – what doesn't make sense, the part that is so frustrating is you know that there's the ability in there. They scored 10 runs yesterday in Miami, which is not a good hitting ballpark. They scored 10 runs yesterday in Miami. And then to look like they did the day before in Miami and to look like they did tonight at Petco on a beautiful night against a bad pitcher. Why and how? How do you explain that away? How do you explain that away? Moises, good to have you here. Good to interact as always on social media as well. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you guys for chilling with us. Please subscribe. Um, he says, this chat room will agree with me that Melvin needed to bunt with two on and no one out. We all saw the double play coming. Why didn't Melvin? This sucks. I want to get into this. Thank you, Moises, for bringing it up. At some point, we're obviously going to get into this. This is the story of the night. We could parse down everything else. There's a zillion other at-bats or plate appearances that ultimately probably matter in a one-run game, but there's a big spot. You're trailing 2-1 in the eighth inning. There's two on, nobody out. You have the top of the lineup up. Eight and nine get on. Odor literally sacrifices his body for second base. He didn't even have to because the next batter would walk, um, and it's going to be gone for at least the next 10 days, and then you're, you're set up beautifully. Top of your order. Bogarts, Tatis, Soto, Machado, right? That's what's to come. I don't think, and put it in the chat. I'd love to hear from people in the chat. I wish I could put a survey or whatever. I, I don't know how to do it on the fly um, or a poll in there. Just put um, bunt or wooden bunt or whatever. Put bunt or no bunt, okay? Would you have bunted in that spot or not bunted in that spot? Bunt or no bunt? I don't think it's as clear as day as some people are making it out to be. Potentially, Moises is doing it as well here in the chat. Hypothetically speaking, you bunt, right? Second, and, and he lays it down successfully. By the way, bunting is not 90% successful. It's probably 75% successful. And it's not like Xander Bogarts is someone that is typically bunting in those spots. So let's say I'll give you the benefit. He bunts it successfully. That's fine. So it's second and third, one out. You're a base hit away. You got two cracks and a base hit to take a lead, right? That's what you're thinking. You got Tatis, you got Soto, you got Machado. I agree. I understand what you're saying there. But this is what we do when we've reconstructed innings for earned runs or unearned runs. We have the only way we can really reconstruct this inning is we have to look at what played out. So now it's second and third with one out. Tatis then strikes out, right? I mean, we saw it with our own two eyes with a runner at third. I mean, he had an opportunity even after the double play to come through, did he not? And he struck out. Now you've got two out and runners to second and third. Now I'm walking Juan Soto, obviously. So now you're walking Juan Soto and you're putting Manny Machado in a big spot where he's fully capable of coming through. Make no mistake, he was 0 for 4 with two Ks tonight. You're putting pressure on the Cubs because they have no place to put him. They need to throw strikes. But this is not some foregone conclusion that you bunt and have second and third and you get a base hit and take the lead. Have we watched the Padres this year? They're the worst hitting team in the history of baseball with men in scoring position. And that includes yesterday. So there's no foregone conclusion. Now, I could argue very easily that by not bunting, you're playing for a much larger inning that could essentially put you in a position where you're going to win the game. 
um, where you could score more than two runs in the inning. Now, I know you don't need more than two runs, but you could have. We have no clue. They've been terrible in one-run games. So I don't think it's clear as day but. Now, what I would say, before you jump down my throat if you're Moises, what I would say is I'm tempted to put some pressure on that defense. I'm tempted to hit and run. I'm tempted to start the runners. I'm tempted to try to steal third. I'm tempted to double steal. Okay, I, I'm all for that, and I'm all for the second guessing or the Monday morning quarterbacking of Bob Melvin in that spot, but I'm not going to put it all on the bunt. I wouldn't put it all on the bunt. I don't think it's a clear as day hitting you in the face, Trent Christian, the nine hitter, first and second, nobody out spot. I just don't think it's that. Has Bogart struggled? Yes. Have the Padres hit into double plays? Of course. But the Padres are not clutched with men in scoring position. This idea that second and third with one out is going to win them the game is laughable because I've seen them with second and third one out in that spot 30 other times this year where they've cashed in on 10% of those, you know, uh, checks. So I understand it. I think mathematically speaking, traditionally you think second and third one out giving you a better spot to tie it or take a lead than first. Yeah. I don't even know if that's true to be honest with you. First and second, nobody out as opposed to second and third one out. I don't know what the mathematical percentages say. I scoring one, two or more runs in that spot, but I'm happy to get into it all night long. If, if people have more comments on it, if you want to super it and you want to spin it to me in another angle, I mean, this is something I love baseball strategy. I absolutely am enamored by it, but as someone that's literally studied it for 20 years and read books on it, I don't think it's as clear as some are making it out to be. Well, sure. Benefit of hindsight. Okay. Try that. The other way didn't work. Sure. Now it's, it's absolutely easy to say now. There's no question about it. Um, all right. Delta J Ford. Thank you. Uh, he says, Padres haven't won a game by one run since April 19th. Is that right? What is their record in one-run games? I know it's awful. I heard Orsillo mention it late in the game. I know it's terrible. Um, but is that right? You know, the difference in good and bad teams can be that. It can be as simple as that. You're winning one-run games, you're good. You're losing one-run games, you're bad. You can throw everything else out. All the injuries, all the ineptitude, all the lack of hitting with, scoring, with men in scoring position. Just simplify it. Do they win close games? And if the answer is no, that's a problem. That's a big problem, and clearly the answer is no. We know they've lost every extra inning game they've played. They've lost one-run games. They've blown one-run leads like Josh Hader did the other day. That is unbelievable. That is truly unbelievable, especially with the way this offense fails to score runs. So you'd think they'd be in low-scoring games that they've won. You would think they would just be in some low-scoring games, especially if they're pitching, that they're winning 2-1 or 3-2 or 4-3 or one nothing. But clearly that's not been the case. April 19th, I mean, whoa, six weeks? Wow, that's shocking to me. That is absolutely shocking to me, even with the struggles this team has had. Uh, Rocket, thank you for the super. He says, uh, on that note about home games, the Padres are 10 and 16. Yeah, I tweeted this out. Um, the worst home record in the National League. Isn't that amazing? By the way, don't get fooled when you see the home record. And it says they're 12 and 16. They're not. They played in Mexico City. I mean, it was great to win two games there. I would never... You know, you want them. You don't want to punt on them, but that doesn't count. Don't tell me that they're 12 and 16 and they're averaging X amount of runs per game. They scored 22 runs in two games in Mexico City. That's not the team they are at home. They, that was 8,000 feet of elevation. This isn't. This is sea level. Uh, that was sunny and 90. This isn't. This is gray and 60. So, no, they're 10 and 16. And obviously their opponents have, have been good at Petco. they got a great winning percentage. The opponents are winning 65% of the time. They're 16 and 10. Padres are winning, you know, 35% of the time. At 10 and 16, or whatever it is. Um, hold on. I'm just looking here at the chat real quick. Um, because I wanted to, there's some bunning comments that are rolling in. 
just like this one, if you've got 280 million bunting with two on in the ninth, who shouldn't bunt? Who shouldn't? Okay. I'm not sure I fully grasped that. That was the eighth inning. I mean, again, Bogarts is here to, yes, situationally hit, but he's also here to hit. I mean, he's also here to hit. You know, there's a number of ways you can move those runners without bunting, by the way. A number, like not grinding into a double play. So sometimes you play percentages, and that one clearly didn't work out. Uh, that one, Homie's Garage, thank you for the super, and thank you for presenting the opposite side. He says, I don't think you bunt. Uh, what more do you want? Top of the lineup, two on, nobody out. Hitters need to come through. I think there's a lot there. Now, again, from a sheer chess move, strategic perspective, looking at all, I mean, I don't know what exactly what the numbers are going to say there. One out, second and third, where you're basically putting it on Tatis to come through situationally, or again, nobody out first and second. You're asking Bogarts and or Tatis and or Soto to come through. I, I get it. Second and third, you've taken yourself out of a double play. You're a sack fly away from a tie, potentially a weekly hit ground ball, base hit away from a one-run lead. We all get it. But I, I don't know. I mean, top of the order, Xander Bogarts. Again, maybe I'm putting more pressure on the defense because maybe I'm going to hit and run. Like, that's something I would consider in that spot. But I don't think it's just like no-brainer, no matter who's managing, no matter who's coaching, you have to bunt in that spot. I, I just... I don't see it that way. Um, so thank you. That one, Homie's Garage. All right, let me get back to some of these supers. We're going to tell you about our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz, in a moment. If you're here, make sure to check out the link that's pinned at the top of the chat. Um, I want to say they're down to just a few of these. Potentially, it's the Fernando Tatis Jr. Big head from our friends at FOCO. The link is pinned at the top of the chat. I'm looking at the website right now. It is still available, so that's available while supplies last. If you use promo code WRAPUPSHOW10, in all caps, WRAPUPSHOW10, you'll get 10% off your entire order. That link, I believe, is pinned in the chat. I'm actually going to put the link in right now in the chat as well for you guys because I do believe this is about to sell out or will sell out soon from what I'm told from our friends at FOCO if you want it. Um, I just put a link in the chat for you. So make sure to check that out. Check out all the products from FOCO. Padres stuff for Father's Day. I mean, there's so much stuff. So much cool stuff. Bobbleheads, merch, um, swim trunks, t-shirts. Really cool stuff. So while you watch this, um, while you're pouting like I am, <laughs> click on that link and check out uh, the gear from our friends at FOCO. And again, use Wrap Up Show 10 in all caps. Wrap Up Show 10. Get 10% off your entire order. Thanks, guys. Delta J J4, thank you. He says, uh, all three one-run wins were early April. One against the Diamondbacks, two against the Braves. Wow. Three one-run wins all season. Wow. Over a third of the way through the year. You're on pace to win eight games by a run, nine games by a run. Really bad formula to have a good good year really bad formula, especially with his offense that, you know, he's not guaranteed to beat teams by two plus runs. You need to be able to win close games. And clearly they have not been that team in 2023. And that's a problem in itself. Thank you, Delta J Ford for following up with that. That's, that's utterly shocking. And it's truly embarrassing that they've had three one run wins all season with Josh Hader as your closer. There's a reason not to necessarily pay a closer $20 million a year. You're not even in a lot of these games. You're not winning a lot of those games. Um, and by the way, I want to say Hader in one run save situations is two for five this year. Uh, Carson, thank you. He says, can't you try to hit it the other way to not grind it to the double play? Well, even hitting the other way doesn't guarantee it first and second because they can go 
you know, you go three, six, three on that, whatever, right. Four, six, three on it. Um, one, six, three, one, four, three, you know what I mean? Like, so first and second, I mean, you got that. Yeah. The way they completed that double uh, play, correct me if I'm wrong, was across the diamond, right out at third, out at first. But if you hit it on the right side of the infield, you could still turn it in the middle of the infield, second to first. Right. So it's one of those situations where you benefit from weak contact. <laughs> it's so stupid, you know, like the weaker you hit the ball, the more you benefit because the weaker you hit the ball, the more time you have to avoid a double play. He hit a, he just rolled over on the ball. Um, and I think it was um, Sweeney that said he got the pitch he wanted. He just completely rolled over on it. So, you know, you, that can't happen in those spots. You need to be more effective um, in those spots. Sure, you could hit a ball 110 miles per hour and line out or line into a double play. Obviously, it's baseball, right? There's fielders for a reason. So that can happen. He could have scorched the ball. But to just roll over on it and roll it right to third. And, it, I mean, it was the easiest double play like a baseball history. He was out by – up by 20 feet. So, yeah, again, if we knew he was going to hit into a double play, of course you'd bunt. That that's I'm not nobody's going to argue that. If we knew he was going to hit into a double play, of course you would bunt. Even if you fail to bunt, it's better than two outs. I mean, he could bunt it right back to the mound. He could go to third, but now it's first and second with one out as opposed to runner third with two outs. So, of course, with the benefit of hindsight, we would all bunt because he grounded into a double play. But I think in that exact moment, yeah, it's always you're always fearing it. There's a possibility of a double play. There's there's risk and reward with decisions. And obviously the risk was what happened. It was a ground ball double play. The reward, I think, is potentially greater by either starting the runners or having Bogarts, Tati, Soto with opportunities of two on and nobody out in that spot to scratch across more than a run potentially. And I think that's what they were doing in that spot. Didn't work out, um, obviously, like Quan says. Yeah, again, that's not. there's no guarantee there. Do I think it's there's a risk-reward play? Do I think it's worth the risk to potentially try it? Yeah, if it doesn't work, it's one out, not two. You still have a man in scoring position, right? So, again, I, I think if you're weighing the hay, um, let him swing away as opposed to double steal, maybe you would lean a little bit more towards double steal. What's the worst thing that happens? You run into an out. What's the worst thing that happens when you swing away? You run into two outs. So that's that's why it's something that should have at least, I think, been considered. Maybe it was. Maybe they did consider it. And for whatever reason, they couldn't steal on whomever was on the mound in that spot, you know. So, listen, good chatter, good interaction. Let's keep it coming. Um, again, if you want to contribute, you can click the dollar sign below the chat box. I will get to all of the supers here tonight. Please subscribe if you are here as the Padres lose the opener of this wraparound series to the Cubs for Gamer by a score of two to one. Like I always tell you, we would be unable to do this without the support of Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Also without the support of you, our viewers who are here so religiously day in and day out. I heard from a number of you yesterday, like, hey, where's the wrap-up show? Padres won 10-1. I was under the weather. You can probably hear it in my voice. Um, Jim was Jim. He's not doing a show without me. Um, so typically, no, not to rip Jim, but it's fun to rip Jim occasionally. Um, so yeah, sorry about yesterday back here tonight. We'll be back Sunday night. We always take Saturday off. We'll be back Sunday night, of course, with you on the wrap up show as well. But again, we can't do this without the support of our partners like Mark Nimitz at farmers insurance. Seriously, if you support this channel, please get in contact with them. There's a link down below in the description. He's a great insurance agent. I've got homeowners insurance and earthquake insurance and a life insurance policy through Mark. And he has saved my family thousands of dollars because we had a flood in here in my kitchen in 2022 and the claim took care of everything, which is incredible. And if even if you just switch and you never have a claim, which hopefully you don't because nobody wants to go through it, he's going to save you like $750 or more just by switching your insurance. 
So he's a great insurance agent. You can take it from me. He's great with the communication. He's great. He handles all the paperwork. He makes it so easy. I'm terrible with that stuff. He makes it super easy. I deal with it all. My wife used to deal with that stuff. Now I deal with it because it's so easy. Mark makes it simple and easy. The next time you have a renewal, before you just renew, call Mark. The next time you're looking for a new policy, the first place you go is Mark Nimitz. I'll talk to you about the Padres. He's a lifelong San Diegan, a lifelong Padres fan, and he'll talk to you about saving money on your insurance. Auto, home, business, life, renter's condo. Click the link down below. Get a free quote online or get in contact with our title sponsor, again, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. All right, John Schaefer with you here on the wrap-up show. Padres lose um, really just a tough, tough way to lose, not scoring, not getting to tie on, not getting to this bad bullpen, having opportunities late. I want to say the last four batters might have struck out as well for the Padres right through the heart of that lineup. It was not a good ending. It was not a good ending. It was not a good game. It just wasn't, you know? Um, It just wasn't. I'm looking at the chat. I'm not sure if some people are going back and forth with each other or they're commenting on the things that I'm saying here. But uh, if you want to make sure that I see your comments, because I'm like literally just scrolling through it, uh, make sure to click the dollar sign below the chat box. Um, I'm going to get back to the supers. I know one has already rolled in. I'm just trying to catch up quickly here in the chat. And I'm with you. I'm with you, Anthony. Mark Nimitz isn't slumping. He is not. Click that link down below. Mark Nimitz would have bunted. We could ask him. Mark, if you're watching live or on replay, text me or call me tomorrow. We can talk about this. We talk Padres all the time, basically every single game, typically when they're trailing. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> he may have, to be honest. It's possible. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so because I'm not seeing a lot of this stuff. And that's cool. That's cool. Talk amongst yourself. Try to be civil. We're all frustrated. We're all frustrated, you know. Um what this is good all right let me get back to these supers guys carson thanks um he says thanks for doing this hard to talk about the same type of loss over and over lol dude i love doing this i absolutely love it i love hanging out with you guys every single night i absolutely love it um do i wish they were playing better baseball yeah i mean this is really hard to fathom that this many games have gone by you know, 57. And it's hard to say that this isn't who they are at this point. Like I'm trying to come up with creative ways while being a realist and offering the critique that I typically offer. But I'm also trying to look at the other side, like the glass half full side and say, you know, is there something here that can still be molded into a winner? I do think there is. I'm that's not just talking through my teeth. I do think there is. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But the longer it plays out, the less I feel like we're going to get the chance to really see this team live up to preseason potential. Um, 26-31, we were talking two months ago about a 100-win team. The most wins in franchise history, maybe, 98, matching that, getting to a World Series. I mean, you know, you got to throw some of this stuff out the window. Are we throwing the division out the window? Not yet, but soon. I mean, if it's the end of the June and you're 9-10 out, bye-bye, division. Um, are we throwing 100 wins out? Yeah, I'll do that right now, please. Are we throwing out the most wins in franchise history? Yes, I'll do that immediately. Am I throwing out postseason? Absolutely not. No, so I'm not doing that. Um, am I throwing out that this offense ever lives up to its potential? Not yet, but sooner rather than later. Um, you know, I'm relying on the pitching, which has been good, and I'm relying on like the offense being on the come, so to speak, like on the prospects of the offense, not on what I've seen, not with what I've seen from my own two eyes. I think the offense has been terrible by and large. I thought it was a good road trip, good enough, not perfect. I thought it was good. 15 home runs in nine games is good. Um, you know, six plus runs in, in nine games is good. But um, we need to see it more consistently. I, I, like these nights got to be few and far between. The four hit nights at home against bad pitching, scoring one run. You can live with this every 35 games. You can't live with this twice in three games, right? You can live with this four times in the final 105 games. You can't live with this. 28 times or 38 times in the final 105 games. These nights have to cease and they got to stop now, right? We cannot be talking about this in July and August that this team cannot hit. I mean, you just, it has to absolutely, has to absolutely stop and it needs to stop sooner rather than later. It really does. Um, What's going on, Big Yon SD? Um, Says, John, we're done. Just give up already. This is who they are. Let me take a sip. That's good. Strawberry kiwi. Come on. That's good. It's very good. It's very good. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Junshine. Um, yes, and Big Yon, I'm with you, but you're here. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all have some level of faith. There's a reason you're here. You're here because you care. You're here because you're vested. You're not here because you're trying to pile on. Right? Or maybe you are. Maybe you are. <laughs> Bet against the Padres every game. You'll be a rich man. I mean, maybe you are. Um, I'm I, I kind of with James. I mean, it's not I mean, is the season on the brink? A little bit. Yeah. They need to play better and they need to play better now. You know? They need to play better and they need to play better now. I'll I'll put it as simply as that, right? Um Let's see here. By the way, I missed this. I'm sorry, Jeff. I completely missed this. It's my, my apologies. Um, Jeff, the crusher, thanks for hanging out. Um, and my apologies if, if you're no longer here. But he says, Petco is the anti-Viejas. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like different sports, obviously. Everything's different. Okay, college pro, right? Everything's different. But there's some similarities in terms of fan support, right? Petco is one of the great, you know, supported buildings in baseball, right? I and mean, what are we... What are the Padres third in attendance this year? And they'd be higher maybe if they had a higher capacity. So, you know, top three attendance, whatever, selling out most of the games. San Diego State, same thing. It's like 
12,000 plus every single night, sellouts every single time, loud, raucous, great environment. It is interesting. I mean, <laughs> I, I could pull up like game notes at the end of the year. San Diego State's won something like 92% of their games at Viejas over the last 20 years. I mean, it's something crazy or 92% over the last 10 years. I mean, that's crazy, right? If they lose more than one time at home in a year, you're like, whoa, San Diego State had two losses at home. They were 14 and two. They weren't 15 and one. You know, I mean, that's how good they are at home typically 14 and two, whatever. Uh, 15 and one, they, you know, undefeated maybe under Brian Dutcher at some point, maybe the last couple of years. Um, it's weird. Like you would think that that is a motivational thing. Like why, why is that creating any type of strife for the Padres? Now, I don't even know if it is, but it's so easy to say because they're 10 and 16 and they look so lifeless at home. And you're like, why is that? Aztecs don't look lifeless at home. Yeah. <laughs> Serena again, different sports, but different opponents, right? Different competition. Everything's different, but yeah, it, for whatever reason this year, and it's not like Petco every year is like the worst. It's like the Padres are the worst home team in baseball every year. Now, they weren't amazing last year by home team standards, 44 and 37. Good. Not great. Um, but to get to 44 and 37 this year, they're going to have to be – I hope we get a chance to see it because that means they're going to play great baseball in the final four months of the year. I really do hope we get a chance to see it. And, Jeff, thank you so much again for your super chat, just like Michael Miller. Michael, thank you for all your interaction, social media hanging out with us day in and day out. Michael's been loyal viewer for a long time since we've been doing this big time supporter out in Utah. Thank you, Michael, for hanging out. Um, he says, thanks, John, for being honest and your baseball knowledge. Thanks, Michael. Seriously. I know um, you have been very loyal to us and um, you know, I appreciate it. I think there's a reason people come to us um, for Padres, you know, post game reaction. If Jim was here, you know what he'd be saying. You know, Jim would be going a lot harder than I am. But you know me, I'm also not one to – I don't – I'm not beating around the bush. I'm not. I'm being honest with it. Um, could I be more critical right now of the way this team is playing? Sure. I don't know what it's really going to accomplish. We've ta- I've, I've levied my criticism of this team. Could I be more critical of Bob Melvin? Sure. I was critical, I thought, last year in the postseason. Nobody seemed to give a damn really then. Um, I told you tonight that I'm not opposed to the bunt, but, or excuse me, I'm not opposed to Bogart swinging away, but I probably would start runners um, or be more aggressive in that spot. So that's, you know, so that's criticism of Bob Melvin. Do I think Bob Melvin should be or will be fired? No, I just don't. I, I, who's, who are you turning to? Ryan Flaherty's going to save the season. Is that what you're hoping for? Is there a better option out there that I'm missing? that's got all the answers that the Padres for whatever reason don't have right now. It's like, I'm just a realist and I'm fed up like everyone else is fed up, but I'm not going to go off the deep end and be like season's over. This team's trash, sell all pieces, trade Juan Soto and Josh Hader at the deadline. I mean, I think that's stupid. Um, I've watched baseball long enough to know that, especially in today's baseball teams can dig out of these spots, even when it looks tough. Uh, IE the Phillies, IE the Nationals, i.e. the Braves. I'm not saying that this team is is those teams. I have no clue. This team might suck at the end of the year. This team might be a 78-win team, one of the most disappointing teams in baseball history, one of the most disappointing teams in franchise history. But I can't say that today. I can't guarantee right now this is a 78-win team. That would be stupid of me to do. Um, I also can't guarantee that this is the Nationals, Braves, whomevers of the last three to five years. Obviously, that would be just as stupid. Do I believe right now with what I'm watching, the Padres are going to win the World Series? No. 
Do I believe that the Padres are only going to win 70-something games? No, not fully, to be honest with you. I need to see more. I think they're capable of doing more than that. But I can't guarantee, you know, they might be somewhere in the middle between, you know, 78 and 90. And is that going to be enough to get into the postseason? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea, to be honest with you. Uh, Michael, thank you, ma'am. This is interesting, James, and nobody's going to want to hear it, but I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to entertain it. Having traveled in minor league baseball for 15 years, I'll fully entertain this, but there's an adage in minor league baseball, and the same one exists in the major leagues. It's not the first day after travel. It's the second that gets you. James, thank you for the super. He says, I blame the jet lag traveling, tiredness for the first game of a homestand, road trip loss. It's possible. Again, it's an excuse. Nobody there wants to hear it. Nobody here wants to hear it. Is it reasonable? It is. Um, it's more reasonable when you're playing better than the Padres have to just give one away. But like I said, I mean, having done it as long as I've done it, typically they day two can is worse. You know, it's like you can get up for game one because it's like adrenaline driven. And then by day two, it's like you're on tired legs and you're in quicksand and you're just not mentally there. Right. Because that's just how the body works. We've all felt that you travel and you kind of feel lethargic for a day or two. So, and yeah, first class travel. They were not back late, by the way, last night with the 10.05 game yesterday in Miami, 10.05 Pacific. They weren't back late, but no, it's a lot of travel and three city trip. Um, but they're staying at the Ritz, guys. We're staying where are we staying. They're staying at the Ritz and they're paid to perform and they're paid to be ready. And uh, this is on them to get their bodies ready to play. So I get it. Having been a radio guy never played and be like dude i'm tired i don't want to call this game and i'm like falling asleep on the air so i get it but then again it wasn't like my literal you know i wasn't making tens of millions of dollars to call games and put myself in a position to be ready to call those games if you know what i mean i mean these guys are these guys are professionals and they're paid to perform regardless the excuses run out when you're at the this highest level of professional baseball where all that matters is wins and losses nothing else um as it should be by the way that, that's how the Padres should be judged this year not on trying, not on looking better, not on being close, not on no. They're going to be judged on their performances in terms of wins and losses. That is what will matter for this team, including tonight. Now, again, here and there, if you're playing great baseball, you can discount things. If they win 10 straight and then lose a game lifelessly, you can forgive that a lot easier than when a team just has not played good baseball for the better part of the entire season, you know? So yeah, listen, James, I entertain it because I've literally been in those situations, although I've never done big league travel where I'm chartering and I'm eating, you know, steak and I've got like a menu in my chair and I've got like wide leg room and I'm staying at like literally, you know, the nicest hotel, the Four Seasons. So, but again, we're human beings. We're human beings and they're human beings too. But, you know, this is a no excuse business, Major League Baseball. Um, as much as that, there are legitimate excuses. To be honest, guys deal with nagging injuries. Things can happen. Uh, there's I mean, things can happen. You can hit a ball hard. You can, I mean, you can lose games. There's a myriad of ways to lose games. There's legitimate excuses. It's not like any team wins every game, but the way they're playing right now, it's like the excuses are are running dry. Is the way I look at it. Um, okay, while we have a moment, guys, and thank you guys for hanging out. Great to be with you on this uh, Friday evening. Please subscribe if you're here. Please consider the Super Chat. Great way to support this channel. I see all the Super Chats as well, and I will interact with all the Super Chats tonight. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Please support our partners like our friends at Aura who have a couple of deals going on right now. You can get 10% off your first order, by the way, by giving up an email address. You can also get free shipping on subscription orders over $50. This is a great company. 
Their co-founder, Will, is such a huge Padres fan. We've been talking throughout the course of the last week or so, hoping that this thing's going to turn over. There have been some bright spots, like on the road, winning a couple of series. Um, but he's got a great company, plant-based nutritional company that my family loves. My wife's been taking the probiotic that I've been taking for over a year now. She's been taking it for the last two or three weeks. We're both taking it every single day. We love it. It's great for digestion and heart health and mental clarity. So I, maybe you don't take a probiotic. Consider one for your spouse. Consider one for your family or just consider one in general. I'm telling you, it's a very important, vital product, especially the older that you get. So they got probiotics. They're plant-based. They have omega-3 oils. If you're taking a fish oil, they've got omega-3 oils that are fish um, that are plant-based. They have the uh, pre-workout supplements. They got the proteins for after workouts. They have sleep pills, immunity pills, amazing products. Great company. ORA.organic, easy to get to. ORA.organic, San Diego-based company. Offices in Liberty Station. Click the link in the description down below. You'll get right to their website. You can browse as you watch the wrap-up show. Pick something up. Because again, if you support our channel, please support our partners. We can't do this without viewers like you. We can't do it without our partners like Mark Nimitz, like Aura. So please check them out. ORA.organic. Again, ORA.organic. All right. So John Schaefer with you here on the wrap-up show. Padres lose the Cubs 2-1. Please subscribe and smash the like button for us. Um, what else are we missing here tonight, guys? Because I want to get into everything. If there's something else we should be discussing, please let me know. Um, I consider it to be a very important month with the schedule, the way it stacks up. Although, does it even matter if you're not playing good baseball? You're not playing good baseball, regardless of who you're playing against. Cubs are 10 and 21 since they saw the Padres in April in their last 31 games coming in, and then one tonight, two one. Just taking a sip. So, you know, it's like we've already seen them lose a series at home to the Royals. It's not like you can put anything past the Padres at this point, but. You know, it's not the most challenging schedule, at least on paper, when you look at the month. There's a series or two in there, like the Rays at home, maybe four in San Francisco, which are tricky. Um, but, you know, we had talked on John and Jim maybe last night or two nights ago on the wrap-up show, like, hey, 17 to 10 month feels realistic. And we literally laid it out how you get there. Four and two home stand here, you know, two out of three there. Even dropping two out of three to the Rays, splitting against the Giants, but then winning two out of three against you know some other teams, and you could get to seventeen and ten, and you could look up at the end of June and say, you know what, Padres are trending in the right direction, and there are a couple of games over five hundred, and they're right where they need to be. Maybe not to win the division, but to dig themselves out of an early season hole, right there in the wild card conversation within a game, you know, but. They have work to do to get to 17 and 10 this month because they haven't shown us the ability to do that over that long of a period of time. They're one and one now this month. So there's lots of opportunities. They can go five and one over a six game stretch. They could win five straight, maybe. We haven't seen them win more than three straight this year. We haven't seen them win more than five straight since 2021. Um, so again, the, the deeper you get into the season, the more you're thinking that certain things you were hoping for aren't going to happen. But Despite this start, 57 games, there's still way more games in front of them than are behind them. Will that matter? I don't know. They could look like this for the next 105 games because this is the team they've been so far. I mean, the truth is, I wouldn't tell you they're a good baseball team. They're not. They're 26 and 31. That's the truth. That's who they are. 26 and 31, fourth place team at best right now. What are they clinging on to that? Two games up on last place. Wow. Congratulations, you know. So... Yeah, I mean, you can't overlook anyone at this point. And 
you know, I, I'm tired of some of the, you know, like Tati saying, oh, the, you know, the baseball gods and we're snake bitten. Um, you know, all these things. I mean, you got to look up and down now, not Seidler. Seidler did his job, but Preller, have you put this team in the best position to win? And if not, what do you need to do to do that? You're in a little bit of a rock hard place situation with it being June, not July. It's not like you can make wholesale changes right now. I don't even know if they, they can make wholesale changes in, in July, to be honest with you. But, you know, it feels like for some of this, they've just sat around and hoped that it would it would end. You know, hey, hopefully catcher gets better. Hey, hopefully center field gets better. Uh, hopefully we hit our way out of this. Um, but it hasn't happened. And, you know, who's accountable? Like the players, the coaches, front office, everyone's accountable. I mean, this is bad baseball, and that's not on one person. Um, I always say, you always hear us say, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Then we're looking at A.J. Preller, and we're looking at Manny Machado, and we're looking at Fernando Tatis Jr. We, we are looking at those that get credit and are high profile. You're going to look at Bob Melvin, of course. All these people can be heavily scrutinized, as they should be. Completely understand it. We'll be talking more and more about them. The deeper we get into the season, the longer this continues to play out. Uh, back to the Supers, Jeff. Thank you so much, Jeff the Crusher, for uh, your second Super Chat of the night. Do appreciate that. Uh, guys, also, if you want to become a member of the channel, you can do that. Click join down below. You'll get custom emojis and badges, including the ever-popular Jim Sucks emoji. If you are a member, I would love to see some Jim Sucks emojis in the chat right now. So emojis, badges, and more if you are a member. Just a good way to support uh, the work we do. Uh, Jeff says the Padres need to win 60 of 100 to make the playoffs. You know, I was talking about that earlier today on the radio. So let's see. It, last year it took 87 games to get to the postseason in the National League. I'll even give them a, a more of a benefit because the National League is so, I don't know if watered down is the right word, but there's so much parity in the National League. I'll say 86. I'll take a win off that, okay? So to get to 86, they would have to close 60 and 45. Good baseball, uh, not impeccable baseball. They played, you know, 15 over to, in the first two months last year, for example. But uh, let's see, 60 and 45 is what winning percentage? They would have to play 571 baseball, starting to creep up into a little bit of a scary area. It's not 650. 650, you're putting yourself in a spot that you don't want to be in, and it's likely impossible to play like that considering how they've played so far. 570s, they can do that. Most teams are capable of playing 570. I mean, that's a long period of time. It's not like you have to be perfect to play 570 baseball, but that's to get to 86. What if you need to get to 87? What if you need to get to 88? Right? And all of a sudden, 570s, 585, 585, 600, or 590. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. I think they need to do... They need to go 60 and 45, not 60 and 40. 60 and 40, 600 baseball, obviously. 60 and 45, we just told you, whatever, 571 baseball. But margin of error is going way down, okay? It's every single night you play like this, you are handcuffing yourself. Every single night, at some point, you're not going to be able to get out of it. We're not at that point, but at some point, you're not going to be able to get out of it. Thank you, Jeff. Rocket, thank you as well for another super chat. You guys have been great tonight. Really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for hanging out, despite the fact that the Padres played so terribly to open up this homestand and the series against the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Rocket wants to know, when's it time to call for Preller's head? I'm getting pretty close to it. Saw a tweet today from somebody that basically just changed my viewpoint. That's interesting. Um, 
in regards to you saw something that kind of made you change your tune on where the organization is right now. I mean, listen, Preller is not without, um, you know, he's not like above reproach or whatever the term would be. Like he, he can be criticized. There's absolutely no question about that. Um, you know, I think there's some areas he works incredibly well in. And I think there's other areas he's got his blinders on for whatever reason. Um, so, you know, what are the areas in which he has struggled? Well, completing a roster, obviously. He's never had a deep roster. He's often been criticized for having a top-heavy roster. Winning off-seasons, not addressing needs, not winning even at the deadline, making splashy deadline moves that don't necessarily pan out, trading away players that then perform for other organizations. I mean, we can be, we can be critical. There's not developing position players. Shoot, not really developing starting pitching, maybe a little bit of bullpen here recently um yeah i mean clearly there have been it's been more bad than good in the eight or nine year tenure of course last year notwithstanding there were some positives in there some real positives although it's not like they were some guarantee to make the postseason until the final you know seven or ten days of the season so i you know i'm not going to call for aj Preller's head right now i'm just not going to do that I, I don't think it would be warranted for someone like myself that does this each and every night and talks about on the radio to do that like you know rashly if that's even a word or just do that like irrationally is not the word i'm looking for but just to do it based on the frustration of of one game and it's more than one game even the frustration of a half season a half season doesn't make a season so um i think preller should be judged at the end of the year like all of these players and all these coaches and the manager and peter seiler can look himself in the mirror at the end of the year as well but uh, you know i'll judge him at the end of the year um do i think he'll be back in 2024 regardless of what happens in 2023 yeah i do um, they're fully vested in the now. Soto's back. You know it's back. I mean, they got this core of 10, 12 players that's back. They would need to supplement it a lot better next year and find a way to finish off the roster a lot better if they don't make the playoffs this year. But, yeah, I mean, when, if you're asking me when's the time to call for Preller's head, if they you know don't make the postseason this year and you want to have that conversation in the offseason, you can have it. I don't think he'll lose his job, but I think that's the appropriate time to have it if this team misses out on the postseason. That's what I would say. Uh, Moises, thank you again, man, for the super. And appreciate the initial super talking about the bunning, uh, non-bunning. It's like how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop, the world may never know type stuff. But I get it. I, I fully get it. Um, he says, wildcard, how many times uh, has our boy Wonder GM won the National League West in his 10-year tenure? Anyone out there know? Zero. Yeah, but I would say who cares? I mean, how many teams have won the World Series without winning a division? A lot. Like, how many examples in the last 15 years are non-division winners having won a World Series? Four? It's a lot. So I could care less if they win the division, to be honest. It's nice. It's it's not – it doesn't have no value, but it doesn't have all value. Um, I'll, ta- I'll trade division titles for World Series titles every single day of the week. Not to say they're going to win the World Series – because of the way they've been playing, but I'm, I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I think, I, I think you shouldn't let that get too far under your skin. Dodgers are good. It's the truth. Dodgers are good. I, I listen, I don't know why they're consistently good, but organizationally they're good top to bottom. So what? So they haven't beaten the Dodgers in the division in a decade. Okay. They went further than the Dodgers last year in the postseason. Not that they're guaranteed to do that now, but that to me is um, I'm not going to lose sleep over not winning divisions. Uh, would it be nice to win a division? Sure. 
Is it the end all be all? No, because you can win the World Series without winning a division. You know, so that's the way I look at it. Maybe people disagree. I think Moises disagrees, but um, yeah, I see it a little differently. Um, yeah, he probably should be. I, I think they've tried to emulate some things the Dodgers have done, but not successfully. You know, not to the same extent, obviously. Um, you know, the, the Padres again. The other thing that we could talk about with Preller is like, yeah, it's again, it's not it's not drafted and developed. It's kind of piecemeal together. So then culturally, you don't have that when S hits the fan, you know, where are you turning? You know, is it inherent in the organization that this is the type of baseball you've played c- coming up and this is what we do when adversity strikes? No, they're piecemealing this thing together. They're trying to win with talent. They're trying to win by spending. It has worked, by the way, before in baseball history, and it will work again. But it's not the only way to try to win, and the typical way to try to win is to draft and develop and then to uh, supplement to the draft and development through free agency and, you know, build with that type of core. That has not been the Padres' ma- uh, mantra. Um, so that's that's the truth. You know, that's just the truth. It just hasn't been. Uh, guys, if you are here, um, and if you like playing fantasy sports, you need to check out our friends at Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. I'm pulling it up right now on the screen. Um, this is a great, great site for anyone that likes to play fantasy sports drafts or pickums. If you use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, we're going to double your first deposit up to $100. You don't have to deposit $100. You can deposit $10. You'll get a doubling of your first deposit by using promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. They've got all kinds of drafts going on right now. Golf, NFL already for 2023, Best Ball Mania 4. You can draft for a $25 entry and win up to $15 million in prizes they have major league baseball drafts going on for tomorrow's game starting with a three dollar draft and again you get a 100 percent deposit match up to 100 by using promo code pods wrap you can play pickums by the way as well like an mlb pickem for tomorrow and you get a couple of right and you win you get three right you win more you get four right you win more you get five right you can win up to 20 times your money so for example tomorrow let's take a look at the padres game tomorrow night um, and we've got Soto eight and a half fantasy points higher or lower. Who's pitching tomorrow for the Cubs? I want to say their pitching's half decent in this series. Their starting pitching has not been the problem for them. Um, tomorrow we are looking at Drew Smiley, who's got a three, four, five against you, Darvish. I'll take higher on Soto just because I know nobody hits at home, but I'll do that higher than eight and a half fantasy points. I'll take lower on Swanson just because. And then I'm going to couple that with, um, Let's see. Can I do an NBA play in there? Yeah. So, and then I'll couple that game two. I think the heat bounced back a little bit. I'll take higher than 25 and a half points for Jimmy Butler. So you get those three, right? 20 buck bet. That pays 120. Simple as that. Go three for three with a pick and it pays 120. You can insure it and you can still win by getting two out of three, right? Again, underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Quick little promo again. Easiest place to play. Download the app, by the way. The app's great. Um, Go to underdogfantasy.com. And I said it. You can win 20 times your money in a single night playing simple pick-em contesting. Pick Padres games. Pick NBA playoffs. Pick Stanley Cup. Pick golf. You can win 20 times your money with insurance. You can still win by getting one wrong. And again, underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app. Use promo code P A D S 
W-R-A-P. All right, guys, a handful of more minutes. If there's anything else you want to get to, uh, now's the time for the supers or to get your chat in. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. And again, if you're here, please subscribe as uh, the Padres again fall tonight 2-1 to the Chicago Cubs. Trying to get to 4,800 subscribers, inching closer. I think we're about 15 off of that. If you wouldn't mind, if you're here live or on replay, hitting that subscribe button, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, Get to this in a second. Let me take a sip. I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think they're really selling off. Yeah, if they fall 15 under, they'll sell off some some parts potentially. I don't think it'll be anything of amazing substance. Maybe it will be. Maybe if they're 15 under, that's that's a disaster. But by and large, I don't see them selling anything of substance. I just don't. I mean, even if they're five under, I don't see them selling. I don't know if they're adding anything of substance if they're five under, but I, I don't see them selling anything of substance if they're five under. Riton, what's going on, man? Always good to have you here. Thanks for hanging out. Um, okay, he says, don't forget the 1898 Cubs, or the Chicago Orphans, um, who began 26-31, and 31, but turned it around to finish 20 games over 500, finishing as the fourth-best team. Why not us? Yeah, I mean, it's a good recent example. It's happened within the last 200 years. I do like that. Um, yeah, The truth is there are examples of teams that have been five games under 500 that have had good years, even this late. It's happened. And it's happened recently. There's also examples of teams that are 26 and 31 that win 68 games. So we don't want to see the 68 win team. Uh, We'd love to see the 93 win team from this spot. But is either more likely than the other? Um, Would you be shocked if this team won 93 games? I think a lot of people would be based on where they are. Would you be shocked if this team won 68 games? Yeah, I think a lot of people would be. Uh, even with this start. So are they somewhere between there? Yeah, they probably are. That's a big gap. It's a big variance. Um, And they got to find a way to not just, you know, be right in the middle with 80 or 81 wins or 82 wins. They got to be better than that. And they're putting pressure on themselves to be better than that right now by not consistently performing for whatever reason, just not consistently performing, especially at home. And they're not going to, there are no good teams that are not good at home. It's as simple as that. There's never been a good team that was bad at home. So they're not a good team because they're bad at home. And I don't see a path to the postseason playing under 500 baseball at home, even with the expanded postseason and the wild card. I just, I just do not see it. Um, yeah, Manny said that a while ago. I mean, listen, Manny's had a, a bad, bad two months. Again, the hand thing doesn't help anything. Tonight, I'm not going to completely – Judge Manny Machado on his return performance tonight. I don't think that's entirely fair, but we'll we'll be judging. I'm judging his performance, you know, the entirety of his performance, which has been bad. Um, defensively, obviously good. Um, but, I mean, is Manny Machado the player that when things are tough is going to rally the troops here or not? I don't know I don't, because I don't have the benefit of that perspective. I'm not in there every single night, so – I don't know if he's going to be that player or not. They need him to be that player. Even when he's not performing, he needs to help this team win in some way, whether that's in the clubhouse, whether that's defensively, whatever way, situational hitting, right? He needs to help this um, this team because so far he hasn't he has not helped this team this year. I think if you looked at his war, I don't even know if it's better than 0.0. Maybe it is because of his defense, but it's not much better than a zero war. And um, yeah, I mean... I'm not saying it's a lost season yet for Manny Machado because there's a hundred something games remaining, but 
you know, you get into July and he's having the same numbers offensively and you'd be gravely concerned about his ability to perform this year for the Padres. I, that's how I would feel. If we get to July and he hasn't performed as of yet, I'd be, I'd be really concerned. I really would. Uh, final thing I want to remind our viewers about, um, and I did mention it earlier, is our friends over at FOCO. And you can get 10% off any order at FOCO by using Wrap Up Show 10, Wrap Up Show 10 in all caps. And there is a link pinned at the top of the chat. If you want this product, the Fernando Tatis Jr. San Diego Padres Big Head Bobblehead, I believe it's going to sell out. There were 222 of them. You can get 10% off. So click the link at the top of the chat if you want it or if you want any of the FOCO items, the bobbleheads, the merchandise, the spring gear, the summer gear, um, the T-shirts, the floral stuff, the swim trunks, whatever it is. Uh, promo code wrap up show 10 wrap up show one zero in all caps. And again, if you want this specific product, because we told you about some other Tatis bobbleheads that sold out Soto bobblehead that sold out. I think Machado thing we told you about a couple of weeks ago that sold out. If you want it, this will sell out. It's the Fernando Tatis jr. Padres big head bobblehead. Get 10% off by using wrap up show 10 is the promo code in all caps wrap up show 10. And again, if you want to check out this product and all the products from our friends at FOCO, their products are incredible. They're really incredible. Um, if you like, um, again, just the bobbleheads. And if you want that detail, these are the products that have all that detail. These are great Father's Day gifts. They really are. These are limited edition, by the way. Once it's gone, it's gone. So wrap up show one zero in all caps and click the link at the top of the chat. It is pinned. Um, all right, guys. This has been, um, unfortunately, not a great start to the homestand. Uh, we'll be back with you Sunday looking at the first three games of this series. Um, as the Padres play Sunday at 2.30, they'll play tomorrow night. At 7.10, be back with you on Sunday, uh, recapping Saturday and Sunday, looking ahead to the series finale on Monday evening against the Cubs. Listen, if you're here, appreciate your subscriptions. doesn't cost you a dime. Just subscribe. Smash the like button. Follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. Thank you for your support of our partners. Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. If you have insurance needs, he's your guy. He's our title sponsor. Click the link. It is uh, in the description down below on YouTube. Aura, our friend Will over at Aura. San Diego-based company like Mark Nimitz, ORA.organic. Click the link down below. Plant-based nutritional products. Underdog Fantasy. Again, use promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. You will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Promo code PODSWRAP. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100 at underdogfantasy.com. And again, 10% off at FOCO with that Fernando Tatis Jr. bobblehead. Use promo code WRAPUPSHOW10 in all caps. Mama said there'll be days like these uh, or like this. She just didn't say there'd be this many. There have been way too many in the first 50-something games of the season for the Padres. Guys, seriously, thank you. Uh, thank you for hanging out live or on replay. However you consume this, wherever you're watching us. By the way, um, if, you're, if you want to listen back, if you don't want to watch because you're on the run, you're in your car, we're on uh, YouTube Music now. The podcast of the show is on YouTube Music. You can watch it or you can listen to it. We also have the podcast by clicking the link in the description down below. So YouTube music, Apple podcast, basically everywhere you get your podcast, you can find the wrap up show. So if you want to consume it in a different manner, in the car, on the run, while you work out, while you go for a walk, you can do that as well. But thank you seriously for your support of this channel. Um, and I'm with you. Yeah. Come on, Jim. Jim is so soft, isn't he? Jim is super soft. Uh, Moises, thank you. I, I agree to disagree. I'm with you, man. That's the beauty of baseball. You might be 100% right. They might have won this game, Bonnie. You're 100. They absolutely could have. They absolutely could have. Uh, thank you, seriously, Moises. Appreciate you hanging out. Um, thanks, guys. Just getting to a couple of these comments. You guys are a great community. Thank you guys for hanging out tonight. Um, and yeah, Mark probably would have bonded. All right. For, well, me, it's the wrap up show. Peace.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.